it blends personal life and professional life. Because here's the thing. If you are miserable at work, you will be miserable at home. And if you are miserable at home, you will be miserable at work. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 137 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. Welcome back or welcome to the show. This is the third episode in a series we're calling the Key Series. They are 12 life and business lessons I've learned over the years in the hopes that they will help you unlock the door to more possibility in your life. Hence why we're calling it the key. See, a lot of times we can look at doors in our lives. This is why I think fear is the door. We can look at these doors in our lives as as, as barriers, right? Uh, blocking you from the things you want and deserve. But here's the thing, that doesn't exist anywhere else in your mind. And if that limiting belief got in there, we can get it out of there. So enter new keys because old keys won't open new doors, but new doors are the key to a better life and new doors require new keys. And last week we spoke about being responsible for your energy. And today we're going to talk about our third key, which is one of my favorite keys of all time. I'm going to have to... It was hard to write this episode because there is so much I want to say, which is great. More to come on all of that. Uh, So key number three is goal-focused planning. And I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. All right, y'all. Buckle up. Buckle, buckle the fuck up. Okay. If there is one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing that has fundamentally changed the course of my life, it is this, our key today, goal-focused planning. To get this episode under 15 minutes gives me back sweat because there is so much to say, but I'm going to give you the essence of it. And the six shifts I've made that have allowed me to do some crazy shit, crazy shit, right? I swear, I think In my bones, I I don't think, I know, I believe to the core of my being that goal-focused planning has been key for me, the key. Of course, I show up. I do the work. I get out of my comfort zone. I ask for help. I get help. All of that matters, and it's critical. But if you do not have a system in place to dust off your dreams, keep you in forward momentum, and prioritize yourself along the way, it is easy for your dreams to collect dust or for your goals to be ghosted or for your priorities to be permanently on pause. Okay, so let me give you the scoop on how all this went down and how the obsession began. I don't know if I've ever publicly shared this story. I wrote a little bit about uh, goal-focused planning in my book, Fear is My Homeboy, and so much has changed um, with the way I approach it, so much so that I ended up creating my own planner. More on that in just a minute. Um, And some exciting uh, sort of um, sneak peek news without me giving you the news because Amanda would have my head, but soon enough... Let me let me go backwards for just a moment and tell you how goal-focused planning came into my orbit, okay? And then we're going to talk about how you can make it a priority in your 
orbit. Okay. So first things first, what is goal-focused planning? My Hala, Judy Hala definition of goal-focused planning is this. The momentum, I believe it is the momentum-focused, and that's key, the momentum-focused, the movement-focused approach of working in small windows. And when I say small, I'm talking about 30, 60, 90-day windows in quarters to cultivate abundance, activate competence, and get results. I remember the ex- exact day I learned about goal-focused planning. I was sitting at a board meeting for MPI, Meeting Professionals International. I was on their board for many years, served as president in Chicago. And one of our board members, uh, Jessica Jahorik, if you're listening, shout out Jessica Jahorik. She was using this planner. She was at my table and I was watching her use it. And as a like organizational junkie, to-do list junkie, planner junkie, stickers, markers, pens, like give me all the office supplies, I couldn't resist. I was just like watching her, right? And I leaned over mid-meeting to ask her about it. I was like, girl, what what is that? What are you doing? What is this? What is this? So she passed it to me and told me to look through it. And then at the break, she would walk me through it. So we did that. The break came and she sort of walked me through her planner, this planner she was using. It was a goal-focused planner and what she loved about it. I got a copy and was hooked. This planner became my lifeline for five, almost six years. It helped me start my business. It helped me scale that business to seven figures. It helped me write a book. It helped me create a workbook. It helped me start a podcast. It helped me survive a global pandemic, build a brand new brand, and even create my own goal focus planner, which is currently called the Possibility Planner. I'll link up to it in the show notes. And by the way, We've got some big news coming on that very soon. And let me tell you something. Don't freak out. It is such good news. It is such good news. If you are sitting there right now and you are using the Possibility Planner and you started with the Vibe and Thrive Planner, don't be scared. Nothing crazy is happening. You are going to lose your mind at what is coming. And let me tell you something. This might be what we're about to announce as it relates to goal-focused planning might be the most exciting thing I've done since my book came out, since Fear Is My Homeboy. So stay tuned right here. Uh, My podcast listeners and my newsletter subscribers are going to be the first to know um, this massive announcement. Um, So stay tuned. You're going to lose your shit because I'm losing my shit. It's so hard to keep it quiet. Um, it's, it's keeping me up at night in all the good ways, but all of that aside, I attribute my ability to focus and achieve to the science-backed, momentum-fueled approach of goal-focused planning, which is working in small windows, to achieve big results. Now, I could teach an entire masterclass, and I have, on goal-focused planning. Yet for the purpose of today's episode, let me give you the essence, the six things that make the biggest difference, okay? Number one, the most important question I ask myself every morning is this. Where am I in my day? Where am I? Where are my dreams? Where are my goals? Where are my priorities? Where am I? Where's my joy? Where's my play? Where's my conversations with the people I love? Whatever that looks like for you. Do you have a slice of you in your day? Where are you? Where are your dreams? And where are your goals in your day? That's number one. Number two, schedule your 
priorities. Someone asked me yesterday backstage, right before a keynote, he's like, how are you doing all of this? Like, how do you do it all? You're always on the go and you've got all these things, but it looks like you're having so much fun. I'm like, I, I schedule it. I, I schedule my priorities, right? I allow myself a buffer time. I time block, but I allow room to improvise. And I give myself freestyle days, but the essence is that I schedule my priorities and I work in small windows to make big things happen because I believe small daily actions equal big results, okay? Small actions equal big results, And I think also, this is a good place to share something I read this morning uh, on Seth Godin's blog. He has a daily blog that I love getting. You should sign up for it. I'll link up to Seth Godin in the show notes. But he said this, that this was the literal last sentence. I knew I was recording this podcast today. And this is the last sentence I read of his newsletter before I got into my office. And here's what it says. When we give away our days, when we give away our day, we give away our future. Now, it may not happen overnight. You may, life is going to change because life is improv. And you're going to have a day where um, you get a flat tire or somebody gets sick or you get caught in traffic or a flight is canceled or delayed or you get some bad news or whatever it may be. So a bad day doesn't equal a bad life. We're going to have days and weeks where we need to improvise and we need to make edits because life has changed and it will change. This is why the the approach of working in small windows to make things happen happen works because it allows us to stay really flexible and pivot because we're not too in too deep on a one three, five-year plan that is actually no longer relevant because we're different, right? So when we give away our day, we give away our future. This is why step one is always asking yourself, where are you in your day? And number two, it's about scheduling your priorities, right? What are those things you need to get done? What are the boulders you can throw in the water that are going to make the biggest wave, right? And that leads me to number three, do the hard thing first. So one, ask yourself, where are you in your day? Number two, if you want to make some shit happen, go schedule your priorities. Go schedule them, time block, okay? Create buffer time. Give yourself freestyle days. Fridays are my freestyle day. I'm working, but it gives me the ability to catch up on things that need caught up on. And then number three, do the hard thing first. Do the hard thing first. And I really think getting that thing you don't want to do or the thing that needs to get done, but you keep putting it off, whether it's recording a podcast or writing a podcast or uh, for me, um, designing a keynote or, uh, you know, restructuring a big piece of content, whatever it is that's relative to your job. There's always that thing in our day that we keep putting off. Maybe it's balancing your books or picking up the phone and making sales calls or, you know, asking for help or um, having to let someone go, right? Like uh, all of these things are can be icky and they they may not feel as high vibe as we'd like them to feel. So do the hard thing first. Do the hard thing first. It reduces the failure mindset. So if and when your day doesn't go according to plan, you don't feel like everything has gone to shit. You think, okay, well, I've already done the hard thing first. How can I lose this day, right? Like I cannot lose the day I'm already winning. By the way, if you woke up this morning, you're already winning. So wake up, 
win number one, win number two, do the hard thing first, and you're going to set yourself up for mental success. So I'm always trying to think about that in my day. Get the most important work done first. It is motivating. It reduces the failure mindset that really gets us into overthinking and procrastination and uh, self-doubt. And then, which allows us to move right into tips four and five. And I kind of combine them. Um, And it's this, do you have a mental wealth and or a mental health practice in your daily ritual, right? And if you combine this with your process of goal-focused planning, you are so ahead of the game and you're going to reap the rewards tenfold. So we have two in our goal-focused planning process that are so potent and so powerful. So um, every day we are writing three to 10 I am power statements. This is us reframing our brains, rewiring the broken soundtracks, the limiting beliefs that keep us tethered to the places and the thoughts and the people and the projects that we no longer want to be tethered to. So saying things every morning like, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am abundant, right? I am on big stages. I'm a New York Times bestseller. I am always flying first class. Now, some of these may be true, some of them may not, but if we limit ourselves, we become limited. So think about where you want to go and who you want to be and get those I am power statements down onto paper. And then the action begins when we start to move on it. And those I ams become, okay, I am wealth. Great. We need to believe that that's possible, but it becomes even more powerful when we then say, okay, well, how can I? be more wealthy? How can I speak on big stages? How can I become an author? How can I scale my business to seven figures? How can I have a healthier relationship with my kids, right? This is where we really step into um, action and the mindset of an improviser, which is always rooted in and, right? The movement, the movement, the movement. So if that's number four, then number five, okay, needs to be getting outside of our comfort zone. And we call these experiments, experiments, formerly known as fear experiments. I did a keynote and I, in one of my keynotes, the everyday improviser keynote, I present the idea of conducting daily fear experiments. And after one of my talks a few weeks ago, a woman comes up to me, she goes, oh, by the way, have you ever thought about calling them experiments? And I was like, well, shit, no. And where were you a year ago? when I trademarked fear experiments. But anyway, so experiments. Um, We are always thinking about getting outside of our comfort zone to help us cultivate abundance and, of course, build mental wealth, but most importantly, build confidence. Because here's the thing, you don't need to be confident to go do new things and open new doors. It is the opening of new doors and the doing of new things that makes you more confident. So experiments, conducting daily experiments, getting outside of your comfort zone from trying new foods to listening to new music, to wearing sequin when everybody else is in suits, to sitting in the front row of meetings, to picking up the phone and making the sales call, to calling someone instead of texting them just in general, to putting your face on social media. I mean, these are all things that can feel uncomfortable, but every time you dance with this discomfort, you get more comfortable. And this is a part of our goal-focused planning process currently inside the Possibility Planner. So we're always thinking about, okay, number one, where am I in my day? To recap, number two, we are scheduling 
our priorities. How do I get it all done? I schedule my priorities and I leave myself room, buffer room, freestyle space because life is improv. Number three, I'm doing the hard thing first. I am getting the thing I'm dreading out of the way first because I know it's going to make me feel like a million dollars. Four, I am power statements. How are you speaking to yourself? It matters. Five, experiments, getting out of your comfort zone, doing one thing every day that feels a little bit uncomfortable to work your courage muscle. And then of course, number six, what I call uh, dusting off your dreams. This is one of the most powerful things about goal-focused planning is that it gives you a framework for dusting off your dreams. And what I mean by this is that in our planner, we have included a place for you at the end of every week to say, okay, cool. I just got through this week now. How, how did it go? Cool. We're going to look at our week. What did I get done? What didn't I get done? What needs to come off my list? What needs to move to next week? So I ran out of time because life is improv. And then we say, okay, look at your month because we set goals for the month. How are you doing? How's your, how's your August coming along? How are those dreams going? How are those goals going? Like, where are we at? And then we look at the year, all those intentions, all those goals, all those ideas, all those dreams we had for ourselves at the beginning of the year. We're breaking them down into 90 day windows, but still we're always looking at them. We're coming back at the end of every week saying, how did I do this week? How did I do this month? And how am I doing against my annual goals? So you are looking at the big picture every year. You are holding yourself accountable. You cannot hide from it, right? And it allows you to improvise where you need to because you're going to change every day, every week, every month. This process, those six steps are probably the most important and it's really the, the largest conversation we're having inside our own goal-focused planning system. So you can, of course, learn more about the Possibility Planner in the show notes um, and stay tuned for more really, really exciting updates there. I cannot wait to be able to officially uh, share the things that are coming as it relates to goal-focused planning with you. But let me tell you, it's transformational. It will change you, it will change your life, and it will give you a system, a system that will not only allow you to prioritize yourself, and your dreams, but it's collective to who you are as a human and to who you are at work. It blends personal life and professional life because here's the thing. If you are miserable at work, you will be miserable at home. And if you are miserable at home, you will be miserable at work. We are human beings. So how are you, the human being, navigating the unscripted stage of everyday life while keeping yourself moving forward one and at a time. Okay, so there you have it. That's our third lesson in our 12-week key series. And it is and was my obsession, goal-focused planning. It's truly my favorite key. So what do you think? Have you been goal-focused planning? What questions do you have? What really hit home? Talk to me, email me, hello at judyholler.com. Uh, find me on the Instagram, hit me up on social media. Um, I love hearing from you and always love getting um, your emails and seeing your tags on social media. And my good if you have reviewed this podcast, I'm giving you a big mwah, smooch. And if you haven't yet, babe, what are you waiting for? Those podcast reviews mean the world. So I can't wait to be here uh, with key number four next week. Ooh, it's juicy, babe. It's going to be juicy. In the meantime, you better keep kicking open those doors one and at a time. See you next week. 
Bye.